Hello, and welcome to The Book Meets, the podcast for bookworms and enthusiasts. I'm your host, Mr. Waffles, and today my guest is... Sir Chez. Okay, so that's my friend over there, Sir Chez. And today the book we'll be reviewing is the book The Fog Diver by Joel Ross. Um, there's also a second book in the series, The Lost Compass, right? Yes. So, what's the plot of this book? What would you describe um, the, the plot as? The plot of this as? book is really just... Basically, it's far in the future, and there's this very deadly white mist that has covered the lower parts of the of Earth, and people have taken to the skies and the tops of mountains to try and survive. Uh, yeah, if you come in contact with the fog for too long, you will get fog sick, which you can kind of make you kind of go crazy, and it saps your health. Yeah, and you might die. Yeah, you're probably gonna die. Yeah. Um. And so the main character, Chess, he was born in the fog, but unlike other people, he didn't get fog sick. He, um, he lived, and he has a swirling cloud of um, fog in his eye. I think it's and his left eye. If I'm his left eye? Yeah, I think so. Would you like to read the blurb, Sir Chess? Sure. A deadly white mist has cloaked the earth for hundreds of years. Humanity clings to the highest mountain peaks where their wealthy five families rule over the rumbling junkyards. As the ruthless Lord Kodok patrols the skies, 13-year-old Chess and his crew scavenging the fog-shrouded ruins for anything they can sell to survive. Hazel is the captain of their salvage raft, bold and daring. Swedish is the pilot, suspicious and strong. B is, a mecha- is the mechanic, cheerful and brilliant. And Chess is the tether boy, quiet and quick. Yeah. Um, and so kind of the thing is it's, you know, like the world and like in a far time you know like they don't know about like the things we have today and so he's like kind of funny because i sometimes get things m- mixed yeah. up so chess is that as a scrapbook of things from before the fog and so there are things like we told the story of skywalker trek you know it's weird things it's like the klingons and the jedi went to war it's really yeah. weird and then um other things like greta garbo elvis parsley just things like that it's it's like we know of all the weird animals that they used to have, like Hello Kitties and Spelling Bees, and so it's kind of funny. Um, and then some of the main characters are people like Chess, Hazel, B, Swedish, and Mrs. Talk. E, and Lord Kodok. Sir Chess, what would be your uh, favorite character, or one of them? Um, personally, my favorite character in the whole story is Hazel, mm-hmm. because she's just a really funny, sarcastic hero. My favorite character is probably B because she's always so like upbeat and nice, and she makes twisties and she calls everything purple. She's like, "Whoa, that flower is so purple! It's a rose, so it's not really purple, but you know, she kind of thinks it equals, you know, like In amazing." Sorry, the word purple is a way of saying that something is cool or amazing. Basically. That's or B's way of saying. I decided not to question it. So, what would another one of your favorite characters be? Um, I also really like Chess because yeah. He's sort of just, personally, I think he's yeah. kind of like me, except for the fact that I don't have a big swirling thing of thought in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of personality, we're pretty similar, so I yeah. just think that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think another one of my favorite characters would be uh, Mrs. E, because she's just really nice, and she cared for everyone, and she was just a nice person, and so... Now we're going to move on to our next section. Uh, so what are some of the things that you liked about the book? The book has a lot of plot twists, and the story goes up and down. And like, There's all sorts yeah. of different stuff going on, and 
I kind of think it shows how, you know, like, we kind of have the power to, like, destroy ourselves, but also to kind of save ourselves. Well, that's kind of showing in the end of, that's in the end of the second book, The Lost Compass, kind of. I think it says the, ter the term of global orbit quite well in this book as well. Yeah, it definitely does. But really sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I need to explain it a bit more. So, Chess has a scrapbook that his dad made that tells, you know, about, like, things before the fog. And so he'll, like, read it and learn about stuff like that. Also, I've, I believe, I realize we've, we haven't discussed one main plot point, which is that a while ago, like, maybe 50 years, there was a group of people, the sub-assembly, working for Lord Kodok, who were researching the fog. But he decided to try to conquer them and take them down. And they fled to another mountaintop, which they then named Port Oro. Subassembly, since they've been studying the fog for so long, they have cures for fog sickness. So, Ekaterina is the old lady that has raised Bee, Hazel, Swedish, and Chess. And she went into the fog about, what was like 13 or 14 years ago in this book, and she uh, rescued Chess from the fog. But in doing so, Sometime later, she's contracted fog sickness, and so they need to get her to Port Oro to hopefully heal her. And so, mainly, the book is them trying to get there, and them trying to not get noticed by Lord Kodok. And Lord Kodok is trying to... Um, he needs someone who has um, a fog eye, which Chess has, yeah. to be able to find the lost compass, which is able to be able... is basically the way to control the fog. Yeah, you can raise or lower so it, and... He knows that Chess is alive, and... What he's doing is he's trying to hunt down Chess and take yeah. him prisoner to get it. And the reason is because Chess can see his senses are way better than other people in the fog, and he uh, he can stay in the fog longer without contracting fog sickness. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why Lord Kodok wants him. He's going to just just like keep him in the fog for days until, until he, he finds it. the compass. So what would be your favorite part in the book? Uh, my part, favorite part is um, on chapter 49, where uh -huh. there's a part where, spoiler alert, Chess yeah. um, gets thrown off Lord Kodok's ship. Yep. And in like a desperate situation to try and survive, mm -hmm. um, B fires um, one yeah. of their harpoons. Yeah. And he literally catches onto it, and uh, it pulls him back up. And I just yeah. am like in awe, struck in awe yeah. when I read that. It's just like really crazy. I think it's Sir it's, it's is just like definitely my favorite part. Mm, oh my gosh, that's amazing! And it just really like catches me aback. Would you like to read that part? I'm sure. Sick. I hit the fog, and the world disappeared into a silent blur of mist. Time stopped. Coolness touched my face, and quicksilver filled my veins. In the closest harpoon sliced through my chest, and I snatched it from the air. Whirling as fast as a hummingbird, I swung the harpoon like a sword, and I deflected the second two. The clash of metal sounded soft inside the fog, and the harpoons tumbled away into the thick mist, but more scythe than me ab from above. I dodged and twirled, yanking hard at the harpoons in my hands. The line immediately tightened, and the harpooner must have thought she'd caught me, so she stopped the rope from unspooling from the predator. It hung firmly in the air, which meant that the roof toppers weren't sh just shooting harpoons at me, they were shooting tethers. Despite everything, I laughed. Maybe I wasn't as good at fighting or fixing or flying, but nobody beat me in the fog. Nobody. 
Within seconds, dozens of harpoons, ropes, all fired from the predator, dangling around me like in like a forest of tethers in the mist. A fog diver's dream. Grinning widely, I yanked it on a nearby rope, then another. Anchored on Kadok's warship, I swung between them like a monkey on a vine, cartwheeling to dodge the harpoon still slicing downward as I scanned the billows of fog. There, the tether of Loretta's harpoon was in the sideways slash across the vertical lines, falling slowly through the white vapor below me. I swung hard, releasing my grip on the harpoon line, and somersaulted into the blankness. Fog surrounded me, white on white, free-falling, no sounds except my ragged breathing, so peacefully that I almost wanted to stay forever. Then the cargo raft tether rose to the whiteness and curled gently into my fist. Hmm. That's a good excerpt. So, um, then my favorite part is where, um, their airship has just crashed, and, um, they're making their way back to their house, and so, um, Chess is trying to explain to them about sports before the fog, and so it's like, so he says, In the old days, I said, trying to take my mind off the fog head, they played a game called golf. You knocked a ball the size of an egg into a little hole in the ground using a club. Swedish cocked his head. You don't use your feet? No, just the club. What did they call it, B asked. Golf, I repeated. Not that, she said. I mean, what did they call the club? Oh, just a club, I think. She giggled. They did not call it a club. Might as well call it a cudgel or a beating stick. Well, that's what it said in the scrapbook. Huh? Swedish said, scratching his cheek. So each team had a hole. Sounds It sounds too easy to guard. You just put your foot over the hole. Until the other team starts beating you with their clubs, Hazel said. Oh, Swedish nodded, satisfied. Yeah, that makes sense. B made a face. Golf ball sounds pretty violent. And it's not just the other team you had to watch out for, I told her. There, the field also had sand traps and hazards and windmills. Windmills? Hazel asked, quirking an eyebrow. I'm not sure where those came in, I admitted. Maybe they milled grain while they played, she suggested. Makes more sense than whacking an egg with a cudgel. So that's um, my part. And now for the question of the episode. Sir Ches will read it. If you were on a, stuck on a salvage raft above this very dangerous fog, mm-hmm. would you be a tether boy, a captain, a pilot, or the gear slinger? Exactly. Who is kind of like the mechanic. So you can comment on our SoundCloud page or email the answer to bookmees at gmail.com. That's B-O-O-K-M-E-E-S-E at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. This is your host, Mr. Waffles, and guest, Sir Chez. Thanks for listening, and we will come out with another episode shortly. Bye! Peace out.